0: Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are enjoying your day with everything that's going on. Don't forget, you can go to Tuttle.net. Tuttle.net is all you need to know about me. That website will take you to all my links, all my social media, all my video content, and all my podcast content. So go to Tuttle.net. You can also go to TuttleTV.com. That's going to be a website. It's going to take you directly to all my video content. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. and hit that little bell so you're alerted to any of the videos that I upload. I just put up a new one yesterday, so check it out. It's kind of like a video dump compilation that I did from the past couple of weeks. So uh, it's got a lot of great hits, so check it out. You can also, if you want to donate, it's very easy. All my content is free. I'm giving it away for free, but if you would like to donate and help me out, all the money is going to go back into investing in the podcast. You can go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. That's PayPal dot me slash Tuttle on the radio. And if you have any questions or comments, you can email me, Tuttle, that's Tuttle with two D's, T U D D L E at gmail.com. Well, guys, I just want to update you what's been going on. So Wednesday of last week, I went out and did all the shopping, got enough food, lots and lots of canned food for the like next two weeks because I just want to stay here as, as long as I can without leaving. And I don't want you guys to think that I'm freaking out or, or taking this too far, but you know, I think if I caught the virus, I would be okay, but the problem and the situation that I'm in right now, my parents are in their mid-70s, and I just don't want to take that chance, so my parents have not been outside of their trailer in more than a week right now, staying away from everybody, and here at the Hobo Fish Camp, what's really weird is that the park should be kind of empty right now with all the snowbirds and everybody going up north, but they actually closed a lot of the parks up in the Jacksonville area, so we had an influx of people come in midweek last week and over the weekend, so the park is pretty much slammed full. Uh, One of my concerns is there was a lot of bikers in the park uh, because of bike week going on. And, you know, with those large crowds, I was a little concerned with people bringing in the virus and bringing it in here. But we've been keeping distances. The only time I go outside is to fish and to uh, run because I've been doing a lot of running. But uh, what I've also been doing is I've been kind of preparing because... I've been trying to catch as much fish as I can at this time at the Hobo Fish Camp because I just want to stockpile some fish in case things, you know, really do get bad. I can just live live off the water and eat fish all the time. I'll I'll keep any damn fish. Usually, you know, in in good times, I'm very particular of what type of fish I'll keep, but I'm pretty much keeping everything. I'm keeping penfish, sailor choice, blues. Jack Cravels, anything that I catch, I'm cleaning and and freezing and keeping those. So we have a food source coming in just to be prepared, guys. Listen, like I said, I, I don't want you guys, there's a happy medium where everybody needs to be at when it comes to this coronavirus scare and this uh, pandemic that we're going through, is that I think people are taking it a little too far in some cases. But I also think that a lot of people in this country are not taking it serious enough. And that's why we're going to have an issue when it comes Comes to the spread of this disease, Americans do not like to be told what to do. Even if they do tell people to stay home and we self-quarantine, or not self-quarantine, a mandatory quarantine, and they tell us to stay home, there's still going to be some asshole Americans that are going to go out because they feel like they need to see what's going on. And with all the shopping and stuff, I, I know I did shop for two weeks, but uh, when I was there, it really was not barren. But I would like to, to hear from you guys, Tuttle C-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. I'd like to hear some emails or read some emails from you guys to find out your experiences at the stores, what your shopping list is, what you got. I would like to know because I'm just a little curious of what people thought they needed to get in a desperate time to hunker down just in case they could. I, I still don't understand the whole toilet paper thing, guys. If it does really, really get bad, I'm sure we all have old clothes or paper towels you know paper towels you can wipe your ass with paper towels just as easy yes it's gonna rub your asshole pretty rough or if you got a hemorrhoid yeah that may start bleeding but you got to do what you got to do in desperate times guys so you know don't hoard it up did you guys actually see the uh, idiot i think up in tennessee he ended up buying a whole bunch of uh, hand sanitizer i think it was like close to eighteen thousand containers and he was going to try to take advantage of the whole situation he was going to do it on e eBay and Amazon or wherever he could and all those websites actually blocked him and you know I think you could still make some money locally if you just set up shop and sold hand sanitizers there you could easily easily do it or use it as a currency who knows the dollar our fiat currency may go away and we may just start trading bottles of you know disinfectant and stuff like that toilet paper selling it in little dime bags that's what drug dealers need to get into drug dealers need to start selling dime bags of toilet paper. Think of the possibilities, guys. It's not against the law. You know, people still get drugs. You could sell drugs on the side as well as selling toilet paper dime bags. Just think, guys, you got to switch. You got to you got to pivot a little bit in this economy right now because it's doing so horribly. And speaking of the economy, we're not doing too well today. A lot of people thought that the stock market was actually going to go up because the Fed cut the interest rate by a full point. It went from 1.25, down to 0.25 and they thought that was going to stimulate the economy but right now I mean why would anybody take out a business loan it really doesn't you're just taking free money that you're going to not make anything from in the first place so you're just taking it and then giving it right back because you're not making a profit off of this because nobody's going out Uh, the stock market ended up opening around minus 2500 and they had that pause Uh, they got that self pause that goes into a fact, when it drops, I think like 6% right off the bat, they ended up closing the market. And I I think that's the third or fourth time in the last two weeks. And it had been a while since we had to do anything like that. And guys, this is going to be back to most likely when in 2008 during the housing bubble, because I think eventually we're going to have to shut down the entire government for this to get away for the the coronavirus to go away. That's what we're going to have to do. Yeah, it's going to suck. It's going to be devastating to this country, but we're just going out. Americans are are just born as travelers. This country was based on travelers moving from the east to the west for the gold rush. So we are just, it's ingrained in us to travel and, and roam as American citizens. And I think that's going to be a problem because, I mean, I think it's getting better. I think people are becoming more aware, but Americans are just nasty motherfuckers and we have not, we don't wash our hands when we go to the bathroom, we shake hands all the time. We got to get away from that. And you know, when even when we have our own president telling us not to shake hands when he has that big meeting with all those, you know, head CEOs and stuff like that, he shook a lot of their hands, touched the microphones and stuff. So it's just kind of weird that it's that mindset we have to get out of of shaking hands. You know, especially in the South, it's a big thing. It's a sign of disrespect in the South if you don't shake someone's hands, and it's just ingrained into us to shake hands as Southerners more than Northerners do. Now, I've been spending a lot of time on social media, and I was wondering why Gen X was trending, and it it really caught me off guard, because I'm right on the cusp of not being a a Gen Xer, which I am. I think Gen X is anywhere from 1965 to 1980. I was born in 79, so I'm right there on the cusp, the cutoff line, where I could have been. Hold on. I, I actually... Have the the markdown here. Uh, all right, so baby boomers. Anywhere anybody born in between nineteen forty-four and nineteen sixty-four. Gen X is nineteen sixty-five to nineteen eighty. Millennials are born from nineteen eighty to nineteen ninety-four, and Gen Z is nineteen ninety-five to twenty fifteen. And the reason that Gen X was Trending was because and and it is true because as, as a Gen Xer you really don't think about it because you're you're living in it but we were considered the forgotten generation the latchkey kids where a lot of us both of our parents were working so we would come home from school get off the bus go home fix us something to eat finish our homework maybe go outside and play a little bit but we spent a lot of time by ourselves taking care of ourselves and our parents didn't even know we were home sometimes until dinner time came around. So we are used to self-isolation, and, and it's something that we're used to. One of the other things why Gen Xers was trending was we're also the other only generation where we have children. I don't have children, but most Gen, Xer, Gen Xers do have children, but they also have elderly parents that they have to look out for. So right now in this world, the Gen Xers are the only generation that have to worry about their parents and their kids at the same time, which is also making it a little bit difficult for them because, yes, their kids would be fine, but the kids can bring the germs home to them, and then the Gen Xers can bring it to their parents. So they're in a really, really tough situation. But, you know, I think Gen Xers are the generation that's more suited for self-isolation than any other generation before or after them. So I think we'll be able to handle it a lot better than most. Now, don't think that the Generation X has is getting off easy because given their ages and years of experience in the workplace, many members of Generation X are leaders in businesses right now, meaning they bear a heavy burden, not only trying to run a fully remote company in some cases, but also navigate these difficult financial times. One of the other things that I actually read about Generation X is that they have the context that most generations don't have because they lived through 9-11 and the 2008 stock market crash. Your age during a pivotal moment in history plays a large role role in how certain events affect you. Many members of Generation X were in the beginning years of their careers when the stock market crashed in 2008 because of the housing bubble. As a result, many members of Generation X know better how to handle tough times because they were right in that wheelhouse of buying houses and starting a family when times were tough in between the uh, years of 2008 to 2013. That's when the market ended up starting to correct itself. So like in 2008, most of the ages of of Generation X were twenty eight in between 28 and 43, meaning that most were in full swing of their careers during the recession. Similarly, in 2001, when the events of 9-11 shook the whole country, members of Generation X were also between the ages of 21 and 36. So they had to deal with that devastating news of seeing the planes fly into the building right in their early 20s. And that kind of shaped them to deal with these horrible events that happened. So X has been able to go through two major events in history, one being the 2008 stock market crash and 9-11. So Gen X, yes, they got some bad things on their side, but they've also been through some stuff that's made them well prepared for right now. See, in this time, I wish that I was able to take phone calls, but I can only get your emails. And I would like to hear how your generation is dealing with this at the time, this whole coronavirus pandemic, if you're a baby, baby boomer or a millennial or a Gen X or a Gen Z or I'd like to hear from you. Email me Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two D's. T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com.
1: Victoria and I want you to know that we're praying for you.
0: That voice you just heard, that is Joel Olstein. He released a message with him and his wife uh, the other day and I really don't know why he would do something like this. I mean, I know he's trying to help his congregation and stuff, but what about the people? What about the people that aren't religious, Joel? What are they supposed to do? Are they supposed to hear... You tell them that God's got your back right now. God's got your back. He's not going to let anything happen to you. If there was a God, Joel, where was he? Why did he let this happen? Why? What God? If God controls everything, why would God, you know, bring this upon us right now? I think that's a pretty dick move by God if he can put this whole goddamn coronavirus on us.
1: And that God has it in the palm of his hand.
0: Well, at least God has it in his hands. If it was Jesus, I'm pretty sure we would just fall right out the backside of his Hand, you know because of that whole crucifixion things and nails being driven through his hand yeah i feel much better with being in god's hand than jesus's hand
1: none of this is a surprise to him i encourage you to live out of a place of faith a place of trust it's easy to watch all the news and kind of get worried and upset and what's going to happen. Let me tell you, God's got this.
0: No, Joel, God does not have this. God wouldn't have let this happen if He existed. And let's go back to this. Instead of you know praying for people, why don't you donate some of that money? How many Lear jets do you need? How many limousines? How many mansions do you need, Joel? Do you need that mega church? Do you guys forget that Joel Osteen turned his back on a bunch of people, the the residents of Houston, when that last hurricane. Hurricane flooded out the whole city, and he closed his doors and didn't open them up for people as a refuge from the storm waters. Where were you at then, Joel? Do you really need that much money? Why don't you donate some money and help some people out? That would be better than you praying for them. I think your money could do far more than uh, than your prayers. He's
1: armed you with strength for every battle.
0: No, he didn't arm us for the coronavirus, Joel. If he did, we would uh, be immune to it, or we would be able to fight it off, and all these people wouldn't be dying all the elderly you know the elderly it's gonna it's gonna hit you in the pocket Joel when all these old people die because they're, they're the ones that are donating the most money to your congregation so you can buy those expensive suits and buy that jewelry for your wife you know let's let's be honest <laughs> I don't you would even have that damn wife I well I don't even know how I'm not gonna say that because I don't know how long they've been together but I'm sure the money that you're getting from your congregation helped you land some women one time or another Joel I've learned a place of peace is a place of power. So stay in that peace. What's peace going to do for you, Joel, when uh, all the imports uh, coming into this country are gone and the store shelves are barren? What's going to happen when your neighbor wants the stuff you have? Peace is not going to keep you from them stealing your stuff and all social conduct breaks down. You know what's going to save you? Not peace. A gun, a shotgun, an AR. Yes, that's why the Second Amendment is so important right now is to protect us in these dire times. And I know you're going to see God's goodness and feel his presence. Yeah. Stay connected to your faith. This is the time to really lean into God. Lean into God. I thought we were practicing social distancing here. What if I get the coronavirus from God? And do you think God's coronavirus is like deadlier than the coronavirus we have here on earth? No way I'm leaning into God. I'll wear a face mask. I'll do that. Maybe lean into God. But no, social distancing, man. You got to stay away from God right now because you don't want to catch that holy coronavirus. Let him speak to you personally. You know, this is a time that we can shine light in the darkness. Light shines the best when it's dark. So- what are you guys preaching the faith from the book of common sense? Of course, if it was light outside, I wouldn't need a goddamn flashlight. That's how it works. You need it. It's yin and yang. Without darkness, there's no light. And without light, there's no darkness. So yes, it's common sense. Of course, light shines brighter in the dark. That's why you don't see people using flashlights during the goddamn day. I know that God's got a plan in all this for you. So don't worry. Don't fret. Stay in faith. So what you're saying is that the people that have died so far from the coronavirus are the ones that didn't have faith and didn't pray to God then. Where was God for those people that have died? I'm sure a lot of people that have died in this whole pandemic or were holy people. They prayed to God. They had faith. They believed in them. They believed in Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Where was the Holy Spirit for them when they needed? him the most nowhere he, he wasn't there for him that's why people are dying we're here on our own god's not going to help us yes it may help some people and i i don't like have any ill war, ill will towards those people you can believe whatever you want to and if that helps you get through this tough time pray pray away but what i'm saying is god is not stopping you from dying it's you know you're healthy because if you're smart you stay away from people and you don't contract this disease So yes, please, don't have faith in God. Just use common sense and be smart and you'll make it through this tough time, people. Stay connected to God. We want to bring hope and love and peace to you.
1: Listen, you're going to make it. God's got you. We love you. God bless. Well, panic buying has been on the rise amid the global spread of the new coronavirus.
0: Now, I spoke about this earlier in the podcast about the Tennessee man that bought 18,000 vials or containers of the hand sanitizer, and he wanted to make some money off of it, and I just uh, found this news clip. I uh, they had a chance to interview the Tennessee man about why he bought it, and you know when you hear from him, I really don't have a problem of a guy looking at a business opportunity like this. I think where he messed up was how much he was charging for it on Amazon and in eBay. So I think that's what got him in trouble. But I don't, I don't really have a problem of anybody buying a bunch of hand sanitizer and then reselling it for a reasonable price to make a little bit of a profit. But I think some of the bottles he was trying to sell were almost $70.
1: With consumers around the world stockpiling goods like hand sanitizer, canned foods, and toilet paper, including one man in Hickson. It's a story that is dominating national headlines after the New York Times wrote about Matt Colvin stockpiling goods amid the coronavirus outbreak. Channel 3's Hunter Hoagland talked to Matt, who bought nearly 18,000 bottles of hand sanitizer.
0: I mean, this dude had to have had It's a a large amount of money because 18,000 bottles of hand sanitizer and just say they're going for three bucks on the very least. That's a hell of a lot of money to be spending, investing in this whole business uh, prospect.
1: While many are still searching to find even one for Matt Colvin, a pandemic meant an opportunity.
0: For Matt Colvin,
1: a pandemic meant an opportunity. It, It went to zero to 60 really fast. After the first COVID-19 death in the United States, Colvin went state to state clearing out sanitizer shelves. He now sits with 18,000 unused bottles in his home and storage unit, while people in the Tennessee Valley struggle to find one. The bulk of it was purchased with just driving around to uh, retail stores in the Chattanooga area.
0: And let's not forget, he drove around a couple of different states, so he was spending money on gas as well, too. And this guy, this whole plan backfired on him. I really think he could have gone about it in the right way. Even if you made like $1 or $2 profit off of each one instead of being an asshole and charging almost $70 for a bottle of hand sanitizer, you could have still made a lot of money, man. Could have made at least like 30 thousand dollars if you would have just multiplied that by two yeah you would have been making some bank but you had to get greedy like most people do and it backfired on you and i'm kind of glad you're getting what you deserve now colvin bought the sanitizer with the intention of selling them for profit on amazon before they took his listings down now
1: feeling the same panic as many others oh crap is the uh, PG way to say it. Though he would not discuss on camera the exact prices he sold the sanitizer for, he told the New York Times in a recent interview that some items were listed at $70 a bottle. Um, the pricing on Amazon was higher than it was definitely higher than retail
0: Now was that a set price by him or was that a set price by Amazon because of sl- supply and demand I'm really interested I need to look into that because if Amazon set the price that's on them and that's why people are pissed off not on him I don't I don't I, I'm kind of confused here I don't know if he did it or it was a set price by Amazon stating in a shirt that says family man family business he
1: says he never anticipated the struggle other families would go through because of a shortage. Would you say you're sorry? Sorry for purchasing? Sorry for buying all of this? Product?
0: No, I don't think that I would. <laughs> well, you know what? I kind of got a respect for this guy. You never apologize. You don't apologize because that makes it makes it seem like you did something wrong. So do not apologize. Stand by your word and go for it. Be the heel. Be the heel. Everybody loves a heel. That's why the villains in wrestling are so popular. Be that heel.
1: After receiving backlash online, Colvin says he's making plans to donate the rest of the sanitizer. With, with business, there's wins and there's losses. Um, and this is one, a situation where cutting my uh, cutting my losses is the right thing to do.
0: Well, if he's donating, he could use that as a tax write off, so he's not losing out completely. So if he is donating, at least he'll be able to somewhat recoup some of his losses. But you know, I I just believe in 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 the economy and being able to do what you want to. But the gouging in a tough time, the government does not like that. So in a in a regular day case, yeah, I could see him buying up all the hand sanitizer. But yes, the government does not like that at all. See, the important thing is that familiar voice that you're hearing right now is the governor. Yes, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Is, he did a little video because I guess he's in self-quarantine, right? I think California kind of quarantined everybody. And, you know, Arnold's getting to that age, too, because we all remember Arnold as this big, strong bodybuilder smoking his weed while he's uh, doing barbell curls. Yes, that strong governor. Uh, yes, Arnold does a video talking about how important it is to stay Stay away and self-isolate and he does a video with his two miniature I think one's a miniature horse and one's a donkey and he's got these miniature donkeys and he's feeding them carrots so that's the chomping you're going to hear in the background
1: that you stay at home because there's a curfew now okay no one is allowed out especially someone that is like 72 years old after you're 65 you're not allowed at a house anymore in california so we stay home and we eat here right Oh yes, that's yummy. I eat with the whiskey, and there's Lulu. Lulu loves carrots, whiskey loves carrots, I just had my little bit of
0: vegan food. Oh, that was yummy, huh? I bet Arnold is fucking that miniature horse and this donkey, I mean, being all alone. And, you know, desperate times. Corona, man. I, you know, Arnold has his needs, and it's pretty much the perfect height for Arnold because Arnold's not that tall of a guy when it comes to... You you see him as a big bodybuilder, but I've always heard he's a pretty small guy. But the way he talks to these donkeys seems like he has some type of sexual relationship with them.
1: Oh, uh. See that's what we do. We don't go out. We don't go to restaurants. We don't do anything like that anymore here. We just eat with whiskey and with Lulu. We have a good time. We get entertained. Look at that beautiful smile she has, huh? Oh yes. Oh yes. Yummy, huh? I hope you have a good time.
0: I mean, just listen to the way he's talking to that donkey. Oh, yeah. You love the carrots. And if you're not watching this video and you're only hearing the audio when you're hearing this podcast, it sounds like a damn donkey bar film porno that Arnold Schwarzenegger is uh, ch- filming in his damn mansion. This is how Arnold's passing the time. He's fucking his miniature horse and miniature donkey named Lulu and Whiskey. All right, guys. In all seriousness, I want everybody to be safe. Don't panic. Uh... Do I think the government's telling us everything? Yeah, I no, I don't. I don't think the government's telling us everything. If the numbers get really, really bad, you know, they're trying to protect the economy. They're trying to avoid from making us all quarantine nationwide, which in my opinion, that's the only way we're ever going to stop this because like I said, Americans, they want to go outside. They want to be around people and it's just in their nature. So this is going to keep going on and on and on. But if you're staying at home or working from home, and you want to get a hold of me and make a comment, I would love to hear from you. Please tell me how you're doing. I want to read your emails on tomorrow's podcast. So if you can email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. You can also go to Tuttle.net. If you want to keep up with me on all my social media, you can. Uh, If you want to pass the time away, I've been answering everybody's uh, tweets, Facebook messages, emails. I've been trying to get back to every single person and I can. You can find all those links at Tuttle.net. Go to TuttleTV.com if you want to get entertained. I uh, uploaded a new video yesterday. It's a you know Tuttle video dump from the past two weeks that I put up there. So Check that out. Subscribe and hit that little bell so you're alerted whenever I go live or, or upload anything new. Or you can also if you want to donate to the cause. I know t- times are tough, but I'm trying to reinvest in anything that's donated to me back into to the podcast, you can do it by going to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. That's paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Guys, be safe. I'm worried about you. I love you all. I'll talk to you tomorrow.